So the biggest obstacle to love. I think in my life, the biggest obstacle to love that I'm aware of, at least, could probably be summarized by the word pride, insecurity, protection, defensiveness. All of those words kind of together. Maybe pride is the most essential of all of them. Um, I think that's what keeps me from really expressing and experiencing love as much as I could. And although my experience of it is unique, the underlying theme is probably not that unique. I see it in a lot of my friends, acquaintances, strangers. Uh, for me, I, I think it comes from like this core of a vulnerability that feels very sensitive to the judgments, perceptions, rejection from others. And, and a long time ago, I learned how to protect myself. And, and for me, yeah, I have this pride, this insecurity, this defensiveness that uh, as I go through the world, if I'm going down that pride pathway, uh, I'll be very concerned about how I'm seen, what people think of me, how they treat me. Do they treat me fairly? Um, what am I getting from life? Does life feel fair? I'll be very, it's all very self-centered, self-absorbed. And, and because of that, it keeps me from being present to others and to life, I think. Because, you know, if I'm having, if I walk into a room and I'm painfully self-conscious, and I'm feeling defensive, like, oh, nobody likes me, I better try to not be seen, I better try to not be noticed, I better, <laughs> then that's going to keep me from, like, A, really being aware of everybody and being like, hey, how are you doing? Oh my god, there's this glisten in your eyes, or are you okay? What's going on? It'll keep me from really being present to the people around me, and it'll keep me from feeling comfortable expressing who and what I really am. It, it's a, just a wall that keeps both of those things from happening. And in that sense, I feel like it's a wall that keeps love from getting in and love from getting out. And I'm not talking about love uh, in the romantic sense specifically, but this, of course, applies to romantic love. I think of that as just one branch of love as this big kind of broad thing that we can experience all through life. But yeah, I think of my pride and my insecurity as um, this defense mechanism that's, that wants to protect my vulnerability, but it's like a muscle that tightens, and, that, and therefore I've got this tightness that, uh, that blocks me from just like naturally expressing and, and seeing and feeling. And the, my path as an author is an amazing case study for me in my insecurity and my pride, especially because the thing that I've chosen to focus on as a writer is empathy and vulnerability and learning how to like feel our feelings and feel a closed heart, feel the lack of empathy and the reasons for that and open that up. Um, that's what my most recent book is all about. And, and it, it's so interesting because um, after I published that book, um, like a year and a half ago now, um, 
it was this you know the book itself is like very vulnerable and it shows it's a story it's autobiographical and it's really like a case study in my own uh, experience my own journey diving into these different parts of myself the insecurity the vulnerability the openness the honesty the hiding and i wrote this book that i felt you know in love with proud of in a healthy sense i think <laughs> and um and I remember like a couple months after I published it, um, I was at work. I work as a server in the evenings. And one of my coworkers very innocently and kindly and openly asked, Miles, you wrote a book? That's awesome. What's it about? And my instant response was to like borderline freeze in shame because I felt so insecure because this book was a very, it felt so vulnerable because it was this naked sharing. And a part of that felt so like weird and alien and embarrassing. And, and my coworker was not coming with any judgment in their, in their tone or their energy. And yet just because they asked, what's your book about? And, um, and, and they weren't kind of like in my inner circle or something. I hadn't established a certain kind of transparency or um, yeah, I think I think basically they were just like poking something that felt really vulnerable. This work that I had created that felt so raw. And so I just froze in shame and I had this defensiveness, this this protection that came up. And so I, I was like, oh, my God. And I just like kind of had to push my answer through this tightness this insecurity and i just i kind of like said i don't even remember exactly what i said but it was very stilted and awkward um and i think i said uh it's about uh, like uh shame and empathy and feeling these different feelings and <laughs> it was just a, and it was as stilted as what i just said there it was like very pained and it didn't flow and it was very um yeah just unnatural and unconfident and kind of like sharp and brittle and my coworker, such a nice person he was just like kind of stunned and wide-eyed uh, and he was like oh okay and he just walked off <laughs> and uh, over you know the past year and a half i'm i feel like I've really witnessed myself become so much more comfortable and confident now when somebody asks and strangers will ask, I'll, I'll be talking to someone and they'll say, Hey, you've got a great voice. You should do, you should like do be an audiobook narrator. And I'll say, Oh, I am. I narrated my own audiobook. And they'll ask me, what was it about? You know, what's the book that you wrote about? And I'll just be able to very naturally, calmly, confidently say, oh, it's an autobiographical story about, you know, my own experience, kind of like opening a closed heart. And, and it's uh, so nice to just be able to comfortably, naturally not feel that, that tension, that self-consciousness and the armor and the wall. Um, and all of that is connected to this pride, this this fragile sense of self that's really afraid of being judged, really afraid of, um, yeah, just rejection or not being seen clearly, being misunderstood. 
and and my journey as an author is uh, really an amazing experience because even in you know making these podcasts or these YouTube videos, however you're uh, listening or watching this, um, there's uh, I th- I feel like the longer I've done it, the more I've kind of like softened and become calm and natural, and I feel less of this automatic. Um, defensiveness because before and and it's still there I feel like it's a muscle that's learning to relax Um, something that's becoming more calm and more natural and through that I think it's just some natural light can shine I can just be more honest and more sincere and and that's a win for me because I get to feel the the naturalness and ease of that and it's probably a win for the audience as well because they get to receive something that's more calm and light and natural it's certainly an ongoing practice you know sharing something and then learning how to detach from any expectation of something coming from that you know this this voice of pride or insecurity that wants to fill itself with validation um, learning how to share in a more gracious way where it's like, no, this is about the sharing. This is about having something and just wanting to share it because it's light and it's beautiful and it's exciting and it's not about what you get on the other side of that. If light and beauty and excitement come back, then that's amazing. It's just this dance. Um, but uh, the the voice of pride for me it's very concerned with validation, right? It really wants to feel, um, its, its sense of insecurity wants to feel lifted and healed through social validation. And no amount of that can actually fill that void. Because one thing I've learned, and I think I've observed this in others as well, is that... Um, this void, this sense of pride that wants to feel validated, this, it's a hunger that does not get satisfied through that validation. It's a hunger that grows the more it's fed. It's like, oh, I got some attention, now I want more attention. You know, it just keeps on, it, it gets ravenous the more it's fed. And creating work that connects with people is still really something that I want to do, but it's like there's this subtle inner distinction between creating something that's sincere and letting it go and trusting that what happens beyond that is that's life, you know, (laughs) versus um, this insecurity that really wants to feel validated and bolstered and it wants to, you know, it gets inflated. Um, and again, this is a dance that I play. This is all something I learn and grow through, but I know that the more I'm in a place of humility, the more I'm present to the people around me and I can really just let in their beauty, the magnitude of, of what's going on in this life. Cause from the insecure or pride place in me, it can, all, it can just feel like life is never enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not getting enough. 
And there's this other voice inside of me that actually really just appreciates the gift of another day. Like I'm here for another day. I get to be alive another day. I get to breathe. I have running water because <laughs> for many years I lived in the woods and I didn't have running water. So that's a big gratitude for me. I have the body. I have a voice. I have a mind. I have these eyes. I have this technology. I have friends. I have family. I have a job. I have stability. I have a home. Um, there's all of these, like, just to be given another day is this extraordinary gift. And to be able to experience a connection with somebody, even if they're telling me, Miles, you're kind of an asshole sometimes. If I, without the burden of my pride to protect or whatever, without, without needing to defend myself, that can actually be an amazing conversation. I can say, really? How? And I can listen to them and I can learn about their feelings. And I can maybe even learn about something, something about myself. At the very least, I get to learn about them. And at the most, I get to learn about some new freedom I can experience for myself. Because if I am being an asshole, and I do be an asshole, that happens. <laughs> there might be some greater freedom for me hiding in that. There might be some greater freedom, or there might be some, some more love that I can feel. It's a blind spot where I'm getting frustrated and resentful and I'm losing that connection. I'm getting all tight. That, that uh, shield is going up and it's blocking me from feeling, giving, expressing, experiencing love. And I'm, I'm grateful that I have the ability to put that shield up in the time and place where it's appropriate. It's amazing that I know how to protect myself and I know how to protect others. It's pretty cool. But at some point, I learn how to do that habitually and, uh, and do it a bit too much. And that's this uh, pride, insecurity, defensiveness. And, uh, and yeah, it becomes this wall that keeps the, the healthy flow of love from happening naturally. Anyhow, that's, that's what I wanted to share today. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, as always, you can let me know. You can comment. You can uh, hit a like if you're on YouTube. You can also subscribe. And you can hit notifications if you like this type of content. And um, yeah, thank you so much for watching. If you're curious about my book, How to Open the Heart, there will be info about that in the description. And until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day.